This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. you on what's happening with the NFL coaching carousel. We've got some coaches who are keeping their jobs, other coaches who even now, more than a week after the regular season has come to an end, we've got coaches finding out they're receiving pink slips. Uh, We also have the latest from Brandon Staley, right? So his job status was very much up in the air, according to the fans even according to some analysts, former players, that the collapse against the Jaguars was inexcusable and he should not be able to keep his job. There's always a groundswell of immediate reaction, for sure. And so the latest, including a couple of general managers as well as D coordinators. Well, D and O. O and D. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I woke up to not just Bob Barker trending on Twitter, which made me nervous until I could figure out why. Actually, I still don't know why he was trending for who knows what reason, but thankfully it's not that he's passed away. He is alive and well. But the other thing, and I guess this is a product of the social media algorithms, which actually in this particular case, I was thrilled for because I might have missed the news otherwise. I am a humongous SEAL team fan. It's a TV show. It stars Jason Boreanaz. Uh, It's just completed season six, and actually seasons five and six were on Paramount+. Plus. They moved from CBS to Paramount+, Plus, which meant they were grittier, The language, obviously, more like what you would hear uh, with a group of Navy SEALs on deployment. Uh, And it's a show that, as much as you can laugh, I know it's a TV show. It's definitely uh, drama. What I hear from people in the military, as well as guys who are former Navy SEALs, they have a couple of them on staff, that the show is truer to what they went through, what they go through, but also the challenges of returning home after deployments. Um, and so they they apparently, according to uh, some of their actors, hear from veterans all the time that thank them for not sugarcoating what it's like to serve and then to return home and to do the back and forth, especially if you're talking about being in combat. Uh, and then it also does depict the, the cost that 
the families pay and the toll that it takes on the people back home. Uh, and there's all types of other storylines that are in there. Uh, veterans, medical needs and brain injuries and all that type of thing. It's a, a show that has really opened my eyes, at least made me think about some of the other elements of our men and women who serve. And I saw this interview with Jason Borianis where he indicated that actually veterans come up to him and say, thank you for saving my life, which I just think is, that blows me away. It's so, it, it's so powerful uh, to think that a show like this could be doing work like that. So it does stay true to what it's like as much as possible for a TV show. Anyway, I had not seen any renewal notice. In fact, the most recent couple of uh, days ago was that it had not yet been renewed for season seven. And I was getting a little nervous because it's obviously late now past the first of the year. But the notification came down on Wednesday. And so when I woke up, Twitter did me a solid because... There it was uh, in my Twitter algorithm, knowing that I follow SEAL Team and I love SEAL Team. Uh, it was right there front and center that had been renewed for season seven. So, woo, for those of you who love the show, uh, if you didn't already know the news, now you do. So that's pretty awesome. So yeah, every now and then I tweet about something other than sports. And that was one of my first tweets on Wednesday. So yeah, check it out. A-Law Radio. And then also on our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, our phone number, 855-212-4227. Still ahead, a conversation about the New York Giants. First time in a long time we've had an insider specifically devoted to covering the Giants. And actually, she has covered the Giants for 30 years. So she is well-versed in the highs as well as the lows and a lot of turnover in her time covering the franchise. Speaking of the Giants, maybe you'll be surprised to know that the Giants-Vikings game on Fox wildcard weekend was the most watched game of the weekend. Now, that's interesting. Certainly, both these teams have solid fan bases. At the same time, we're not talking about quarterbacks who, and this is not a knock on Kirk Cousins or Daniel Jones. I mean, we follow all the teams here. But you're not talking about the sexy quarterbacks that move the needles, right? That everyone loves the debate. We're, we're not talking about Tom Brady, duh, or Dak Prescott, or even Josh Allen these days. We're not talking about a humongous city in the case of Minneapolis, certainly New York. Uh, there was a massive metro that, of course, they have multiple teams to choose from, but that would put its, its uh, faith behind the Giants. This did surprise me a little bit, though. It was the highest-rated and most-watched game of the weekend it averaged 33.21 million viewers on Fox. However, now here's, this is also interesting. It was down 20% from the same time slot a year ago, which I don't know if you remember, was 49ers Cowboys. So there's just kind of an example comparing. And they go they go time slot by time slot, right? So this was a Sunday game in that middle window. And if you remember, it started 20 minutes late because the Bills-Dolphins game took forever. Bills-Dolphins was closing in on four hours, which the commissioner hates. He wants the NFL games to average three hours. Even with all the extra uh, commercial time during the postseason, he he breaks out in hives if the games go over three hours. Um, he's he's really committed to that. So they pushed the start of the Giants-Vikings to four 
4.50 Eastern time. Uh, obviously, it was uh, 3.50 in Minneapolis, but that was the highest-rated game of the weekend on Fox and had the most viewers, 33.21 million. This game actually peaked. Though, listen to this. It peaked at 40 million viewers. And this was later in the game, between 7.30 and 7.45 Eastern time. So you're talking about now roughly three hours after it starts, so the late stages of the game. And yet it was only 12th highest number of viewers out of the last 14 wildcard games in that window. So again, just for comparison's sake, not to get too technical, um, it didn't set any records for viewership. And actually, going back over the last 14 years, it was one of the lowest three in terms of viewership. And yet it was the highest for the weekend. So that should tell you something. Uh, the numbers were down for this wild card weekend, which is crazy considering we had some really incredible games. Uh, in fact, that one essentially ended about a minute 45 to go when Kirk Cousins threw to TJ Hawkinson for four yards and they needed eight. <laughs> So, yeah, just it was a good game. It was really good all the way to the end. Uh, We also had the third largest comeback in NFL history, which was Jags and Chargers, Jags over Chargers. Uh, The Monday window is is interesting. Now, it did have 30.6 million viewers Monday night, um, and it had multiple networks, though, ESPN, ABC, ESPN2. But yeah, overall, four of the six wildcard games declined in viewership from last year. And and I think this is largely due to the fact that it was a Saturday night game. And also, to be fair, if you were watching Jags and Chargers and it was 27-0 late in the first half, did you tune out? A lot of people did. I certainly did for a while. And so to come back to the game... Maybe you caught the ending, right? Which I did, thankfully, caught the comeback. But a lot of people probably dumped it at that point. Audience for Chargers-Jags, the lowest on record for a primetime NFL playoff game and the fourth lowest of any wild card game in at least 20 seasons. Now, that does include streaming viewership, in in case you're wondering. These numbers are adjusted for streaming. So, again, two things. It was such a blowout early with Trevor Lawrence throwing four interceptions in the first half and the Chargers piling on that many people tuned out. I saw that with various NFL insiders and analysts and reporters that I follow on Twitter. A lot of them were tuning out, but also it's a Saturday night. As much as the NFL drives the bus, people do have lives. (laughs) And your casual fans are not likely to plan their Saturday night whether it's out, whether you know whether they've got something else they want to do, they're not likely to plan their Saturday night around a football game. So you don't catch as much of a casual audience when you use that Saturday night window. The only games to buck the downward trend, meaning most of these games were lower in viewership, Bills-Dolphins on CBS, that was that early game, 30.87 million was the average viewership. And then Cowboys Bucks, which we had told you about uh, the other night. And actually, I hadn't seen this number. When I gave you the 30.6 million for Cowboys Bucks, that was pre streaming. So now with streaming 
and including all of the various outlets, there were so many ways that you could watch this game. <laughs> Let's see. One, two, three networks, four networks, and a streaming service that you could watch the game on. <laughs> they were determined that you were going to watch this game whether you liked it or not. So, yes, Cowboys Bucks adjusted for inflation. Haha. Ha. Uh, it was. 31.5 million in terms of its viewership. Bills and Dolphins, 30.87 million. But still, your highest, the highest viewership, most people watch Giants and Vikings, and then Bills, Dolphins, and Cowboys, Bucks. Those all were over 30 million in average viewership, which is a number that any other genre, whether it be sports, whether it be drama, whether it be comedy, any other drama. Award shows, they don't even sniff those numbers anymore. Any other show on TV would take these numbers in a heartbeat. So, big deal, even though it's slightly down for most of the games in the window. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can generally expect that the numbers will climb on through the divisional round as you have a uh, tighter and tighter uh, margin of error and and I hope some really close games. You think about what happened last year in divisional weekend. We had four games that went all the way down to the wire. A couple of that went into overtime. This was the weekend of 13 seconds between the Bills and the Bengals. But if you are looking for the Bengals to... No, I'm sorry, not Bills and Bengals. Bills and Chiefs. If you are looking for the Bengals... To feel like underdogs, think again. Wait until you hear what Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow had to say about their battle in Buffalo coming up this weekend. But I did promise you, uh, Brandon Staley, we had told you on our show last night that he got rid of two of his coaches, his offensive coordinator and his quarterback's coach. And part of that was because of their ineptitude on third down, but also... There had been rumblings about feeling like they weren't throwing the ball as much as what ownership wanted or as much as what the general manager wanted. You've got a quarterback like Joe Burrow. Yes, you have Austin Eckler, and he's dynamic. But there have been rumblings about the fact that the front office was not pleased with the balance, the ratios between pass and run. So those two coaches hit the street. Brandon Staley, after that playoff collapse in Jacksonville, did you believe your job was in danger? No. Um, I a lot of confidence, Bill, in, in, in how we do things here and what we've been able to accomplish. Um, and that's the truth. And everybody that's been around me on a day-to-day basis knows that. And I am aware of the speculation you know, because I have to be briefed of it, you know, to be prepared for guys like you, um, oh. you know, and, and I do have a family. So I understand that um, that cares about me. But um, I'm not I was not worried about that because um, I know what goes on here on a day to day basis. And um, I know what we have in our locker room. I know what's out on that field. And uh, I'm excited to keep going. I like how he throws in the side note of, I have a family who cares about me. (laughs) You can tell it's personal for him. The fact that he brings up his family and he's addressing a reporter named Bill. We'll just call him Bill. Uh, So Bill asked him the question of whether or not he believed his job was in jeopardy. And Brandon 
said, no, I heard the speculation because I have to be prepared for people like you. <laughs> for be questions. Prepared for guys like you. <laughs> for questions from people like you. Um, but then he goes on to say, I have a family. Be aware of that. They love me. In other words, they're listening to all this too. They're watching all of the speculation and the people calling for my head on a platter. So yeah, you can tell it was personal for him. This wasn't just Brandon Staley answering a question, straight professional and no personal. Eh, he definitely was was it thinking about it from the perspective of, hey, you guys came at me for the last few days. I had to hear this. My family had to hear this. Have some respect. I know how we do things around here. You may not be paying attention, but of course my job wasn't in jeopardy because it's more than just one game. He makes a point. However, two of his coaches did get fired, and also there's a tendency to have knee-jerk reactions in pro sports, especially when it comes to the playoffs. We know that team owners are not always patient, especially when you consider the moves the Chargers made, the fact that they were in Herbert's third season, they expected to be competing with the Chiefs for not just the AFC West title, but also with some of the other teams in the AFC in terms of supremacy and Super Bowl contending. And then you go out and you collapse. You come up with another painful dubious chapter in Chargers history. I can understand why people feel like there might have been a move made, but Brandon Staley didn't believe it for a second. So then why did the team fire offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi? There's a different level that we need to play at offensively, particularly at the line of scrimmage um, in the run game and having the marriage of the run and the pass. Uh, creating more explosions on early downs. And I think there's just a style of play um, that is still out there for us. And I think that we made um, improvements each season um, and towards heading where I think we can ultimately go as a football team. Um, and again, these aren't easy decisions, but I think you're not trying to you know, stay um, in a certain place. You're always trying to take your game to a different level. And that's what it's about is us you know, creating that optimum level Definitely was not on display Saturday, at least not in the second half when they only scored three points and could get absolutely nothing going against the Jaguars. So I think it's safe to say if you look at the ebbs and flows of the game, their offense was never really completely in sync. They kept getting the benefit of having shorter fields and taking the opportunities away from the Jags. Now, did they have a lot of momentum? Yes, uh, it's unheard of. To lose the turnover battle five to nothing, meaning the Jags turned the ball over five times, five times in the first half, to lose the turnover battle that badly and still win the game. You could probably count on one hand the number of times that's happened in, say, 10 years or maybe never. It's extraordinary. They're not going to make a clean break. Staley's done a lot of good things. They had a double-figure win season. They made the playoffs. They got at least that first toe in the water, dip your toe in the water. But I'll tell you what, if it happens again or they don't make the playoffs next year, I wouldn't think that he'd be as confident. So he might want to let his family know about that.
There's a lot more in the coaching carousel. Former NFL head coach who is part of a Super Bowl winner not that long ago. He is the new defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. Eric Bieniemy's answering questions about coaching interviews yet again, even as he's OC for the Chiefs and getting ready for a playoff game this weekend. The carousel continues to spin furiously around guys like Sean Payton. So at some point, that domino will fall. But it won't be in L.A., right? So not Brandon Staley and not Sean McVay. Neither one of those guys departing, which means it'll be somewhere else. I'm kind of intrigued. I actually, I'll tell you this after the break. I asked former NFL MVP Boomer Esiason, our buddy, which job he would take if he was Sean McVay. (laughs) His answer surprised me. It really did. It's After Hours with Amy. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Third down and five. Michael Woods out wide left. Inside of him, it's Cooper. Peoples-Jones to the right. Inside of him, it's Njoku. On the right hip of Watson, it's Kareem Hunt. He's got the snap. Third down and five. He's looking left, throwing. Cooper's there. He got it. Cooper up the sideline. Still going. Cooper running down the sideline. 10-5. End zone. Touchdown, Amari Cooper. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. The Cleveland Browns finished with 10 losses, which... Gosh, I wrote this down. Let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um, or I might be able to recall it off the top of my head. Since they the rebirth of the franchise in 1999, they have had double-digit losing seasons 17 times. Right, so they've had at least 10 losses 17 times since 1999. So since the franchise was reborn. So if you think about the numbers, you're talking 17 seasons out of what, 23? It's wearing on a lot of fans. 
I get it. There's built-in excuses or built-in reasons this year. Deshaun Watson didn't return until week 13, had the 11-game suspension. It's all new, right? He's away from the team for most of that time. Should, you would think, theoretically, if he can regain his form from the Houston days before he missed the better part of two years, well, then the offense should really find a groove. They do have an incredible running back tandem with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They can keep those guys together. You heard that highlight with Jim Donovan, Amari Cooper, still a great receiver. Love watching Amari play ball. They averaged this year over 21 points per game, which wasn't great in terms of the NFL rankings, but consider again that the first two-thirds of the season was with a different quarterback. And there was obviously going to be some rust when they put Deshaun Watson on the field. The defense is where they were most disappointed. They end up firing their defensive coordinator. And to me, this is the second consecutive year in which the defense has been underwhelming. Remember, they remade the defense in 2021. They went all these free agents. They pretty much turned over the majority of their starting spots on defense. And so this is the second consecutive year in which they feel like their defense has not lived up to expectations. They're bringing in Jim Schwartz as defensive coordinator. Now you think about Jim, you know he's a former head coach with the Lions, and he's spent a lot of years in the league as a D coordinator, including with the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. Coach Schwartz's resume speaks for itself. He's somebody that I have a ton of respect for. Uh, We did not know each other personally really before this process, but we have a lot of mutual friends, and and I've admired his career from afar. Uh, Has done it at a high level, uh, at multiple stops, uh, and just pleased that that he's – we really believe he's the guy to lead our defense, and we're excited to add him to our staff, excited to add him to the organization and, and the wealth of knowledge that he can bring to this group, including myself. In the Midwest, um, you know, it's 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 you, you want a coach where where fans are passionate. I've been very fortunate. I mean, Philadelphia, okay, check. We're you know we, we 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 had that Detroit, yes, Buffalo. You know, I've had some great stops that way. Tennessee, um, you know, so you embrace that part of it, and you know, um, I think that's you know that that's an important part of our process, and that's an important part of of what the organization goes through. And I feel a tremendous amount of responsibility to the fans here to get this right and to reward them because, you know, I'll forget most plays of the Super Bowl that I was with with the Eagles. I'll forget just about every play in that game. But what I won't forget is that parade afterwards. It's indelible in my mind. I'll never forget it. And in my mind, there's only one place that would outdo that parade in Philadelphia. And, um, and we're here right now. So Jim Schwartz, familiar to NFL fans, he's intense. His defenses are intense. They go 150 miles per hour like their their pants are on fire. Uh, Just that's what they're known for. A lot of blitzing, a lot of just intensity. That's what I think of when I think about a Jim Schwartz defense. 
Uh, so we'll see if that incites a fire and kind of changes the trend with the Browns defense. Uh, but certainly, he brings credibility. I will say that. And I like that he references the fan base as well. Because, yes, the fans are hungry. They got the one playoff spot, right? And I thought... Of course, that was the days of Baker Mayfield. Boy, does that feel like forever ago. I thought they were on the upward trajectory, but the wheels came off the following season. The way you affect the game the most in this league is by pass rush. And, you know, it's hard to win in coverage. You know, the rules have changed. They make it hard to put hands on guys, illegal contacts, you know, ICTDH, you know, DPI, all those things. <laughs> it's, it's hard, and these guys, these wide receivers are freak shows. But, um, you know, you can still win one-on-one on pass rush, and um, a devastating pass rush goes a long way. You can create turnovers off a of pass rush. And if you can rush with four, it allows your blitz game to be so much more effective because you start blitzing on your terms. A couple people asked me on our last show, what did I think of the Jim Schwartz hire for the Browns? I think he brings a ton of energy. I think brings an aggressive mentality. He brings experience, confidence. Uh, certainly there's credibility that comes with that. So I think it's a good hire. I, I think that it's funny that Kevin Stefanski called him Coach Schwartz. Coach Schwartz. Um, I mean, he does, I would say, have more experience than Stavansky does, but definitely needs that help. Definitely needs that help. By the way, even as I was looking at some of the Browns stuff and, and reading, I came across the update on Peyton Hillis, who that's that's one of the teams that he played for. Uh, was a former running back. Uh, and according to his girlfriend on Instagram, now this was a few days ago, Peyton is off the ventilator and is recovering Though family members have indicated that they're worried about kidney and lung d- damage. But still, the, the good news is that he's breathing on his own. Uh, and at 36 years old, still relatively young. and Hopefully, we'll be able to continue to improve. Uh, I had read a few more details of his accident. His kiddos got caught in a riptide when they were swimming in the ocean. And so Peyton goes in after them, saves them. And then, of course, himself um, nearly drowned. Um, was able to take into the hospital, was on a ventilator, and and now is recovering. But yeah, uh, we're talking about a hero. And I mean, I, I don't know that it's any big revelation, but I can imagine that if it required, um, you know, going through this all over again, he certainly would. I mean, it, those are his kiddos, right? Um, but just, man, I, w- I wondered if his kids know I mean, they certainly know their dad came in, but they're kind of young, right? So I wonder if they kind of get the magnitude of what happened or they must certainly be worried about him now not being home. So that's a lot for the family to go through, but really good to hear that he's doing better. Yeah, obviously, I, I don't know the ages of the kids to know, like, uh, obviously it depends on how old they were to understand truly mm-hmm. exactly what's going on and what happened. I, it's hard to know. Mm. I did see the ages. I'll have to look at it again to get the exact numbers, but I, I think they're young. Yeah, there were four people, two two adults, two children that were struggling in the water, and a bystander helped them out. Uh, so he was kind of aiding in this water rescue, and they were still kind of struggling to get out of the water. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and so this happened going back to early January in Pensacola, and paramedics got there, and two adults went to the hospital. Um, one was taken by helicopter. 
So they, those are some of the details that came from the authorities and his family uh, has provided a little more of the details. But yeah, this scary situation. So glad he's doing better. And that happened literally right on the heels of the DeMar Hamlin situation right. too. Right. So maybe didn't get as much attention, but right. definitely a recognizable name uh, in football circles. You can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page, uh, top of the hour, our Giants Insider. That sounds funny to say. Well, we don't really have a Giants Insider, but maybe we do now. <laughs> She'll be making her first appearance on the show. Patricia Traina, or yeah, Patricia Traina is her name, and she's been covering the team for 30 years, so she has seen a lot. Uh, it'll be it, fun to kind of pick her brain and interesting to hear what she has to say about how this team made it to the playoffs and had this, I would say, semi-meteoric rise uh, in the first year of Brian Dayball. Cool story. Love the retrospect and the hindsight about the teams that surprised us, either better or for worse. And, man, this season had plenty of those types of storylines. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. The San Francisco 49ers. Fake the toss. They roll Purdy to the left. Purdy going to throw back middle. Wide open. Debo Samuel down the sideline. 50, 40, Debo 30, Debo 20, Debo 10, Debo touchdown! San Francisco! Well, I told you that it may be a breakout game for Debo Samuel. Coming into the, in the, in the halftime, you know, Kyle just straight up and was like, hey, man, like, you got plays are there, the opportunities are there. We just got to keep it simple and, and get it to the guys. And so um, we knew what our plan was coming out of halftime and in the second half. And I thought we just executed everything and we finished drives where we didn't do the stalling. We didn't overthink things in the second half. You can see um, the definition of our team of IGYB, I got your back. At the end of the day, I felt like that turned our team up a notch. And as you can see, we just went out there and made plays. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 36-yarder from the right hash to win the game. Logan Cook will put it down, Riley Patterson. Cook puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good, good, good. The Jaguars have won it. My hat's off to our guys, our team. Um, Told them after the game that, you know, other than obviously winning the Super Bowl uh, a few years ago, greatest coaching victory. as a team, this one, this one's right up there with it. It's really cool to see what what can happen when when everybody believes. And you know, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did today and what the offense was able to do in the second half to bounce back. Also, the defense, if we didn't believe in one another. The Buffalo Bills. Three receivers to the left. Thompson in the shotgun. The crowd in a frenzy. Back from his own end zone, heaving down the left sideline. Intercepted by Kyrie Elam at the 32-yard line. The defensive play of the game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? 
we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. For the beer! 12-yard gain on the carry by Allen. Three receivers to the left. Knox on the right side. Singletary in the backfield. To the right of Allen, the shotgun. Here's the snap. Fires it to Beasley at the three. Lunges for the end zone. Touchdown. Welcome back, Cole Beasley. Buffalo back in front. One-week seasons, man. That's, that's it. Got to take it 1-0, uh, one game at a time. Um, thought we did some good things today. Um, I did some bad things today, you know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from, um, but we'll grow from it. It's all, all that matters is surviving and advancing. Um, it doesn't matter how we win, it's if we win, and uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. The New York Giants. Jones over center this time. Rita in the right, left slot, goes in motion. Toss left for Barkley, gets a block. Barkley to the 25, Barkley to the left sideline, to the 10, to the 5, touchdown Giants! Saquon Barkley on a 28-yard burst! We're going to fight to the end. You know, we're a bunch of uh, humble cats, and, and we was blessed with the opportunity, man. We're we proud to be here. We're proud to, to have this opportunity, so we're going to take it with the most, most up respect. Got a lot of work to do, uh, but it's enjoyable work to be able to be working at this time of year. The Cincinnati Bengals. Third down and goal from the one. Hundley no. sticks the ball out. The Bengals have <laughs> the ball. Me. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Tyler Huntley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. Credit to Logan Wilson punching it out and uh, just being in the right place at the right time. Got a few blocks along the way, and uh, I was just worried about getting tracked down. I'm glad I made it to the end zone. I haven't even seen the whole play yet. I just saw Sam running down the field, but I'm sure. I'm obviously, you know, guys stepped up and made plays when, when their number was called, and Got us the win. Got another time to the next, baby. On to the next. Hey, fans came up and showed out. And so the hell do we. Hey, Sam Hubbard, shout out to you, boy. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Prescott on second and four at the Tampa 11 with a 12-0 lead as the first half is ticking toward an end. Empty gun. 
Second down, snap back. Well protected. Now he escapes out to his left. Good block, Tyler Smith. Pumps, throws it in the end zone, caught. Touchdown, Dalton Schultz for the second time tonight. Last week, uh, there was a little bit of frustration, but this week, uh, knowing that uh, I couldn't allow that to get in my head, I couldn't allow uh, me to change the way that I played this game. I obviously credit the defense for as I said, getting us the ball right back after those two possessions um, and just <clears throat> told the offense in the, in the huddle, hey, we get one first down and this thing's going to roll. And that's exactly what happened. So, uh, yeah, we just got to continue to do that. I tell you, I mean, you, you got you got to just really feel great about the whole week and leading in there. I mean, the confidence you had in there, we did exactly what we had to do. And I love what Jake K said at the beginning. There ain't nothing else to say. Let's just keep doing it. Let's just keep doing it. Good stuff. Last time for the wild card walk back, but it still gives me chills. Some of these moments really enjoying what we saw wild card weekend. And I've said for a couple of reasons, there's so many guys making their playoff debuts, their first appearances on the postseason stage. And we saw a little bit of everything. We saw tight games. We saw the run game. We saw some explosive chunk plays. We saw enormous, raucous crowds. We saw a comeback for the ages. Uh, We saw one blowout. Uh, We saw weather. Just amazing first weekend and set up for what's to come. Seven games left. That's it. Just seven games left. Uh, Really quickly, Greg Papa on Niners radio, Frank Frangi on Jags radio. Don't tell me. Chris Brown on Buffalo Bills radio, Bob Papa on Giants radio, Dan Hoard, Dave Lapham on Bengals radio, and then finally Brad Sham on Cowboys radio. And then the other voices you're kind of familiar with at this point. Now, That's where we stop looking back. No more walkbacks. We're only moving forward. So coming up next hour, not only do we have a conversation with a Giants insider for the first time in, honestly, I don't know how long. Jay and I stopped looking back to figure out when was the last time we had a specific Giants insider. And the reason we laugh is because I feel like it was just that long for the Lions, too. Two teams that we have not specifically had guests to talk about for probably a couple years, unless you can't uh, count Dan Miller. But I think the last time we had Dan Miller of the, the Lions radio network was after Stafford got traded, after Matthew Stafford got traded. Maybe. It's been a while. Who says we can't get flexed? So for, <laughs> I mean, you said it from your mouth to the commissioner's ears, but it took until week 18. Uh, hey, if you haven't heard this, Joey Bosa was salty. Now, you knew this probably if you're watching the Chargers-Jags game. He had a fit on the sidelines. Not only did he throw his helmet uh, over a late flag or throw his helmet over a late moment in the game as the Jags are coming back, but then when Brandon Staley picks up his helmet and gives it to him, he chucks it again, and he gets a flag for taking his helmet off on the field. So anyway, he... I forgot, where do we get this from? Where'd the audio come from? We're going to need to credit. That much I know. Um, But he actually came out and in the heat of the moment, still a couple days later, still really angry about it. Uh, He was blaming the referees for what happened in that game on on Saturday night. I mean, he's pretty pointed. I can imagine the NFL is going to have something to say about it. I need to be more accountable for my actions, obviously, but it's uh, 
it's a heated game. I think there just needs to be more accountability on... Uh, I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine. But if they blow a call that ruins an entire team's season, they get to, they're get they probably back in the locker room after the game. Like, ah, I got that. Oh, yeah, got him. 15 yards, what a loser. I guarantee it. That's what the talking like. Hmm. There was another quote in which he said, I'm so sick of those bleeping people. I mean, he did not hold back. I understand that this was an epic collapse and there's a lot of frustration. But I'm so sick of those bleeping people. They're probably back in their rooms laughing about how they cost the Chargers the game. Except... He's the one who got the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. And this is, gosh, six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. You're talking about crunch time, clutch time. And so you have a Joey Bosa who's a veteran and a leader in his locker room. He needs to be accountable. And yet he's coming out blaming the officials. Yep, the NFL is going to weigh in. It's CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.